Hello, good morning everybody. So, if you are in the Turtle Method Silver group, which is all the members, you will notice there's a new chat group opened, which I think is going to be very useful. It's got a few different um, groups open. We've got the Motivation Group of Fat Loss Questions and the General Chat. And it's quite interesting seeing what people are chatting about on the weekend. It actually gives me more clarity on, you know, what's struggling. And I think any struggles you have in the moment, whatever, pop it in these chat boxes because there'll be someone there to reply and give you advice. But it's also good to see what the main struggle is. And it's quite clear, like binge eating, eating more than you want to eat, evening eating, snacking, right? So feeling like you should be, you're in control all day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, your macros are there, you're hitting it. Guess the evening, you hit that, it's fine. And then it's like, right, hit my macros today, 7.30 p.m., can I leave it there? And it's hard to leave it there, right? We have to keep eating, we have to eat the snacks, chocolate, and it takes us over or it takes us to maintenance and we're not gaining fat, but we're also not losing fat at the same time. So it's that last thing at the end of the day that is throwing us over the edge of really, in a sense. This is not to feel guilty about this. I think this is a brilliant starting point for anybody to get to. If you can get to a point where you are bang on with your macros and intake and moderation, and the only thing you need to resolve is that evening snacking, you are one step away from getting it. You're one step away from unlocking those results that feel like you're doing it at easy mode, right? Interesting comment came in saying, reading about front-loading calories was healthier than having more calories towards the end of the day, right? There's a research to say, like, for health or whatever the, the measurement was, that eating your calories earlier in the day is more is better than even any metabolize it better or whatever now this is for optimal health guys like we are not in this game to optimize every little lever we don't care about optimizing every little lever what we care about is what can we do consistently as a lifestyle that results in us losing the body fat we need to get into a moderately you know quote-unquote healthy fat uh, body fat zone and how can we maintain that right we don't need to worry about optimizing timing of eating we don't we first need to find out how to eat throughout our day so that we can actually come within our targets and I'll do this consistently. Now, if your problem is you're eating snacks after your dinner and those snacks in themselves are taking you over your allowance, the obvious answer here is, can you reduce your calorie intake at breakfast and lunch, even if it's 150, 200 in each meal, right? Or skip your snack you have between lunch and dinner so you save four, 500 calories, can you save hundreds of calories so you have your dinner and then you have that favorite snack of yours that really quenches, is that the word quenches, quelches? I think it's quenches. Quenches that satisfaction, you know, if you're a sweet tooth person, after lunch you might want that protein chocolate mousse, you might just want a chocolate bar, you might want some tea and biscuits, you might want some cereal, whatever it is, they really just, oh, Yes, I can still have this. This is my, mm, I love having that. So you have your dinner, you have that, and you're still within your macros. Boom, you have solved the Rubik's Cube. You've done it. Because if you can just do that, which is easy if you think about it, well, so all i got to do is eat a bit less in the day. I'm not that hungry anyway. Have my lunch, maybe skip a snack, have my dinner, have my favourite snacks ever, that I love, crisps, whatever it is. My favourite ever foods ever. I can't believe I can eat these and still lose weight. Can I have that to finish my day off on the couch watching my favourite TV show with my partner or if you're on your own, whatever, that thing to end your day with, right? The comforts we all are going to turn to because life is stressful. Can we have them? Yes, you can. 
So don't try and optimize this and that. Just what optimize yourself. The the rule number one in this entire game, if you are overweight, is to have a grasp on total calorie intake, making sure you hit your protein target most of the time if you can. Right, that's it. That's the game. The game you're playing is that. And you've got to see it as a game as well. You nail that game, right? You cap the calories you're consuming, get into a deficit for a few months, lose the weight you needed to get, you get to this weight that's good for you, you hike your lifestyle, then you maintain that, right? Bam, we've done it. Solved. So hopefully that's helpful, and hopefully you can try it this week. If you are someone that struggles with that, give that method a go. Also things to do and to consider... Drink a lot of water before your meals. Drink a lot of water after your meals. Drink Pepsi Max, Coke Zero, whatever in between. That can help quench that sweet tooth and help you feel satisfied. Um, and just track everything. If you feel like you're out of control with your eating, just track everything, even though you might not know what you want to eat or you feel bad eating certain foods. Still track them, right? Because nothing is good or bad in food choices. There's just nutrient-dense foods and foods that are less nutrient-dense. But there's pros and cons to all of these. I'm a... I'm not a snob when it comes to food. I am buying pre-packaged veg in the supermarket. I will cook my own chicken, but if I can't, I'll buy cooked chicken ready, right? And I love gravy. See, that's my, like, I love Sunday roast up meal gravy on veggies and, like, roast potatoes, whatever. And sometimes I'll buy roast potatoes ready, right? What's the difference between me doing that myself and someone else have already done that and packed it up for me? There is hardly any difference. You might think it's healthier if I do it myself. Why? Same ingredients are used. Still got to use them by a certain date. They're not microwave meals. They have just pre-packaged. I know it costs a lot more money to do it. But don't be scared and don't be afraid or worried that if you go for things that are pre-prepared for you, they're not going to be as good as home-cooked classic meals. If home-cooked classic meals was the answer and we all look back to the past and go, wow, remember back in the day when everyone had home-cooked meals and all that. Well, why was the obesity rate still going up during those times? If that was the main answer, if we could just all do our obvious that we live in a lifestyle where we can't rely on having cooking every single meal from scratch meal prepping obviously helps but don't be scared to have those quick meals quick snacks on the go to have that sandwich from waitress have a meal deal and track it right it's not going to be the best bang for, buck for your calories of course not but don't look don't shun it right that'd be perfect here perfection is the enemy here and obviously, over time, we want to start meal prepping. We want to start cooking things from fresh because it's going to be cheaper and you have more control of your macros that way as well. So I feel like we need to be a bit less strict on the all the other 100% good foods, what stuff like that. Let's have a mix of it because life is a mix of it. Now, when it comes to the research on this, it's actually very interesting, right? So people would say the reason why obesity is getting worse is because we've started eating more carbs or sugar, right? And when you look at the graphs, this is just not the case. So in 1970, the average calorie intake was 2,053 calories a day. In 2010, the average calorie intake was 2,506 calories. So we've seen a 450 calorie increase in about 40 years, right? Now what's interesting is the largest increase in calorie intake comes from added fat and oil, 228 calories. The second largest increase was grain, 171 calories. The increases of these two food groups alone compromise the majority of the total increase in calories from 1970 to 2010, right? 
So 500 calories extra a day is definitely more than efficient to explain why we've got obesity now. Because if you think about it, everybody eating 500 calories extra on average a day, that's going to build up. We don't gain weight rapidly, really, in most sense. People gain, people, it kind of does happen that way. If you look over time, it's like I've gained five, six, seven, eight pounds a year. That turns into 30 pounds over three, three or four years. You know what I'm saying? So when we look at carbs as the enemy, for example, the reason carbs and fats are given a bad name is because when you have foods combined in those, they're, they're called hyperpalatable foods. They're stunning. <laughs> they're dribbling. They make you dribble. You're dribbling now over some, mm, those foods. You can eat a lot of them. You can eat a hell of a lot of them. But it doesn't mean that they are the actual cause. The cause is that we love nice tasting food. No matter if they're ultra processed, if you're at a restaurant or whatever, we just love eating good food. Now, good, are we gonna say good food is the problem? Are we saying, oh, should we blame good food? Good food, tasty food, that's a problem. Of course not, because we don't want to live without tasty food, do we? Like, obviously, we don't want to live without tasty food, so we can't weigh these carbs as a problem. But when you look at the graphs, what's interesting is that the percentage of people that's overweight in the US has remained actually quite stable at 40% since 1970. And actually, what's gone up is the rate of obesity and severe obesity. So I think the obesity rate has climbed a lot, quite steep, and the severe obesity has gone up. So it's kind of like the 80-20 of... The 20% of the people that end up being overweight, now the 80% of the people that end up being overweight um, end up, you know, some of them will end up going to be an obese and they will cause more problems. Like, so there's like a small subset of the people that come to the overweight level that accelerate and go beyond, right? And a lot of people are overweight and the others are accelerating. Now, when you look at this graph, calories from refined cane and beet sugars from 1970 pounds per person in 1970 100 in 2010 it comes down to 60 in 2015 it's 65 okay so our refined cane and beet sugar intakes actually come down our corn sweeteners has come up and then flatlined honey and edible syrups are flatline and total is kind of like flatline up and coming back down so we, when you look at the data as observational massive population data it's quite clear that it can't just be sugar that's a problem we're just overeating and one of the main culprits one of the biggest culprits i think is stress so the real reason when you're finally hard to lose weight isn't got really anything to do with your genetics, your body type, any supplement you're not taking or sugar. It actually starts with cortisol, the stress hormone, right? So scientists have actually found a very clear connection between stress and eating habits. Some people eat to distract themselves from stress. Others ignore hunger cues and don't eat at all, right? However, in people that are very, very, very stressed, the, the hormone cortisol, the, the stress hormone, floods the body, just... Body flooded with cortisol, right? And when the brain sees this, that the stress hormone cortisol is in the bloodstream pumping around, the brain signals it needs energy. Why? Because back in the day, when we turned the stress response on, it meant we were either running for our lives or fighting for our lives. So this response makes sense. So if we're stressed, the body mobilizes energy. So the body will try and get energy right now adrenaline's pumping heart is racing shuttle energy to the muscles 
we might not live tomorrow, so we got to go all at this. This is a Hail Mary. This is all or nothing. There's no, nothing else matters tomorrow. We're going to stop digestion right now. We're going to stop building growth. We need to survive. So get going. Let's get pumped up and run away and fight, you know? And because you, we turn the stress response on when we actually aren't fighting for our lives, the body requires fuel. To, to, it, it, it's in a state of emergency fuel. Let's all the resources. Let's go. Let's fight. Let's run. Right? So this is why we, we really crave, and when we're always stressed, this is why we really crave sugar and fatty foods and high in salt when we're really stressed because those are the foods that can give us a lot of energy quickly. That makes sense, right? And then you crash afterwards. So when you're in fight or flight, you're not thinking about later. You're looking for the immediate gratification so you can survive in that moment, right? Not only that though, but stress doesn't just do that. It affects your metabolism too. So one study on daily stressors, participants who reported one or more stressors in the previous 24 hours burned 104 fewer calories than non-stressed women in seven hours after eating a high-fat meal. So the researchers said this demonstrates the effect of suppressed digestion and translate to a potential 11 pound weight gain over the course of the year. Right? So why does this even matter? Why am I telling you it? Well, the reason you're not losing weight, you might have the best plan on paper, guys. You might have me in your ear every morning. You might have the best intentions to lose weight, right? But some of you have even said in the chat, when it comes to the moment, when it comes to after work, when it comes to daily life stressors, we feel so out of control. We can't control our comfort eating. We can't control our binge eating. Or can we? Can we actually get a grip over this, right? There's other research to say that we turn to things that give us comfort and stress because that comfort can help us future plan alleviate, I can't even say the word, reduce stress basically. Um, so when you think of that, you think, I'm stressed now, but I'm gonna have my favorite meal later, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see my friends, a few drinks. That can help your stress reduce in that moment, because you're coping, you've got predictability, you know something nice is coming up, right? So when Robert Sapolsky laid this out, the, the, the legend that did all the work on the stress, he said, most people, get stressed when we feel there's no control, there's no predictability, there's no outlet for our fear, a perception things are getting worse, and there's no shoulder to cry on. So in your case, you might feel there's no predictability, you have no plan, right? That allows flexibility in your eating because you think you have to eat perfectly every day, so you feel out of control all the time because you're not predictable in your eating or you're not predictable to a plan you're on. You have no outlet for stress or your fear about your health, about life, about confidence, about financial worries. There's no outlet for you. Well, turtle community is, and we're going to work on that. But if you don't have an outlet, stress, more stress, hold it in. You feel things are getting worse. You wake up, look in the mirror and go, fuck, I'm feeling worse. Look at me. hate myself. That's what you might think. You might go, why did I do this on the weekend? I hate myself now. What am I doing? Why do I keep doing this? I'm so stupid. I don't want to be like this anymore. You get more stress. It's a loop, 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 loop. And your stress comes on again and again and again. And it causes you to go for those high fat and sugar foods again and again and again. You're putting the system into a mode which you don't want it to be in. You have nowhere to turn for daily support either, apart from turtle, right? So if you want to get a grip on all this, you have to look at your daily stressors. How are you managing your daily stressors? There's a lot of research on how we look at our stress can actually change the way we inside handle it. So you might think stress is a good thing. And I've mentioned this study before. 
If you think stress is a good thing in work and all that, you actually don't get the stress response. But if you think stress is a bad thing and you can't handle it, you might get the stress response, stress response on, right? We don't want that. We really, really don't want that stress response on. So I'm gonna give you some predictability right now. The predictability is this, the future, right? In a week's time, we are going live with another 14 day masterclass with daily radio, daily podcast, daily tasks, okay? For even if you've done a masterclass before, in one week time, you can have a chance to do it again. We're gonna reset, we're gonna go, we've got predictability, daily small habits, bam. Once that's finished, we've got Octagon 3 for eight weeks. That's when you can pick your path, and I'll be sharing more on that next week. Pick your path, know exactly what you're doing for eight weeks, and you get support from the experts, daily support, everything. So you've got 10 weeks coming up of structure from support. You've got support outlets, you've got people to talk to. You've got everything you need. But now we can't catastrophize day to day. Once you start catastrophizing, you're putting the stress response on. The next time you find yourself catastrophizing, talking over something, going over and over, making it worse in your head, and you're getting stressed yourself out about it, you need to stop for a second and realize what damage you're doing. Because that is damaging. If you keep turning around, it's going to damage you. Right? So the answer is we must have a stable base. We have to have a stable base where our stress is low or stress is manageable. Then we need a plan and we need to understand when are we overeating? When do we binge eat? When do we comfort eat? What's the trigger leading up to that? And can I identify the trigger before it happens so I can be very aware of the situation and respond to it, not react? This is where we're gonna change lives. This is where you're gonna change your life. life. This is the secret, in a sense. There's no secret, but this is it. People say, yeah, eat less, move more, all this stuff. Great. But how are we gonna handle it, these things that really, this is the, this is it. If you didn't comfort eat, think about it. If you'd never comfort eated, eated, if you never comfort ate, stress ate, right? Would you have a problem with eating? If you didn't eat beyond fullness, would you, you know, can you, if you can handle moderation, if you could eat to moderation, not comfort eating, stress eat, I don't think we have a problem. So let's fix that. Let's sort that out. And let's make sure that we are open to eating flexibly because the research is clear on that as well. So if you had a weekend of a few drinks, I've had a few drinks, a few Guinnesses over the weekend, no problem. Within my calorie allowance, my macros, I'm not worried about it. Oh, but research says alcohol's bad. I'm in my macros, mate. So that's the main thing. If I'm within my calorie target macros over the, uh, on average over the week, it doesn't matter if I drink. It doesn't matter if I had a dairy milk. It doesn't matter if I had a Guinness. It doesn't matter if I had pure sugar into my mouth. Energy over everything when it comes to the main thing for fat loss, not saying uh, optimization of health. Once we've lost the fat and you get to a level you're happy with, you can then go to maintenance, you can start looking at improving nutrient quality, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's another topic. So let's get to it today. Let's be a person today that handles stress well. Let's have a look at it differently. It's how we look at the challenges, the matter, not the challenge itself. You can get through, think of all the challenges you've been through all your life. Huge ones, small ones. All of them, some of you have got the same reaction. Small challenges, freak out. Big challenges, freak out. But how do you handle them? How everyone handles them. You have to break it down into small chunks. It's the only way. It's the only way. The only way you climb a mountain one step at a time. It's just how it is. You can't go faster than that. You can't do anything more. And that's how I want you to look at today. Can you reduce your stress response today? Respond to things. Understand the importance of that. 
try and figure out when you've got the urges to eat or binge eat or comfort eat. Try drinking water first, Pepsi Max, Coke Zero, going for a walk, then eating. Bring some mindfulness to your day and really try and calm it down. And when you're calm, you're collected and you can make the right decisions. So get that done, get your one big thing done and I'll speak to you soon.